Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. <laughs> Hello. Lil Baron. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about good. you? I'm doing good. Today good. is actually a special day. It is. It is. It's a special day because it, this is actually a special episode. Oh. Did you know that this is our 300th episode of The Active no, Life? No, I did not yeah. know that. 300th episode of The Active Life. And wow. I wanted to take just a couple of minutes and maybe walk down memory lane and highlight a few of what I think are some of our best shows. We've okay. had some great guests. Great. Great shows. And mm -hmm. I, I'm certainly, this list is not all inclusive. <laughs> uh, we, we, there's, a, there's a long list of great shows out there, but these are some that really stood out to me. Okay. Some of them are fairly recent. And that's, okay. it's, I didn't pick them just because they're recent, but I really picked them because we had some, you know, just some great guests and, and some, some good interviews. So the first one I want to talk about is episode number 298. So just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And this one is titled, Let's Do Something That's Never Been Done oh, Before. Oh, yeah. You remember this I one. I do. Yeah. So this was, our guest was Brad Barton. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a runner. Mm -hmm. And if, if uh, you'll remember, Lil, that he set a goal to do something that had never been done before, which yep. was to be the very first Olympic athlete from his university, yep. Weber State University. Mm -hmm. Nobody had ever done it before. Mm -hmm. And he and his coach, put a goal, set a goal, put a plan together, mm -hmm. and they came so close. Oh, so close. So close, but unfortunately <laughs> fell short. And mm -hmm. then he kind of moved on with his life like we all yeah. do, you know. But years later, he thought, there's still something in me, you know. <laughs> I still right. have a little bit of fire. And uh, so he set another goal, something that once again had never been done before. He right? wanted to be the fastest miler over the age of 50 on planet earth oh. and uh you'll want to listen to this one it's an yeah. amazing story of overcoming adversity injury challenges on the way to achieving his dreams perseverance perseverance that whole thing <laughs> and, and by the way he's on our list of the fittest yes, 50 over 50 uh, so check that out as well but just a great episode great yes. guy fun episode yes another one that i liked was the one just previous to that Ooh, one, number yes. 297 yes. that one we called you do something better than anyone else in the world mm -hmm. and our goal or our guest as you'll remember was Lori meshishnik and uh, oh, she was great. She was so great. much fun. She grew up in a little farm in Canada. She says she played every high school sport that was available to her, not because she was the greatest at them, but because if she didn't play, they didn't have a team, right? That's right. And I, I can relate to that. I grew up in a town that's just that same way. Uh, as a as an adult, though, mm -hmm. she kind of settled into running and yoga for a while. But mm -hmm. she was introduced to CrossFit, and she felt like she just found a home there. Yeah. And listen to this. In in uh, 2010, she started doing CrossFit, and uh, she. She participated in the CrossFit Games seven times, and she made the podium four of those times. Pretty yeah. good percentages. And then in 2019, she won the CrossFit Games in August. And that same month, she set two world records wow. at the Masters World Weightlifting Competition in the same month. Wow. Which is just amazing. Again, incredible story. Very inspirational. Easy to listen to. Very, very inspirational. Mm -hmm. She also has made our list yes, she has. of the fittest 50 over 50. In fact, she was number, number one, one for the women. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, once again, that is episode 297. And you want to check that one out. Another one that I really liked was 292. 
And that one is called 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life. You'll remember we had Maria Leonard Olson. Mm -hmm. She is an attorney. She's a recovery mentor, an empowerment retreat leader. She's the co-host of DC's Inside Out Radio Show. Lots of good things going on there. She's also an author. Mm -hmm. And she wrote a book called 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life, which incidentally was selected for the Press Club's National Book Fair. Mm -hmm. So a very successful book. And uh, we visited with her about the book and her journey of self-discovery that began when she hit 50 years old and decided that she wanted to create a list of 50 things that she wanted to do that year that would make her a better person. And, you know, again, you talk about inspiration and all, (laughs) just someone who's kind of got a drive to get things done. She was a ton of fun. That's episode 292. And last but not least, and again, this is certainly not all-inclusive, but just Mm -hmm. another one that I really liked was episode 284, which we called My Favorite Run. And our guest was Gene Dice. Yes. You remember Gene, right? So he broke the marathon world record for aged 70 plus runners with a time of two hours and 54 (laughs) minutes and 23 seconds in Jacksonville, Florida, which has got to be a very, very flat course in Florida. But uh, he also got a 258 and 50 seconds in the 2019 Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. So it's not a fluke. He's a great runner. Yes. Uh, He's also an ultra marathoner. If 26.2 miles is not enough for you, in 2017, he ran three 200 milers in a three-month period. Oh. So one every month. Uh, he ran a 50 miler that same year, a 100 miler in 2018. Uh, just all kinds of stuff. Great, great runner. Uh, it took him uh, 101 hours to do what they call the 200-mile Delirious Western Endurance Scenic Trail. That's in Australia. Wow. So he runs 200 miles, takes him 101 hours. Not bad for a guy who started running at age 57. Wow. And has continued since then. So I don't like driving that far. <laughs> I know, exactly. And here he is running those uh, distances. Right. Uh, Gene also is on our list yes, he is. of the fittest 50 over 50. If you're sensing a trend here, uh, it's only because these people on this <laughs> list are amazing. Mm-hmm. And you really need to check out right. the 50 over 50 dot fit to uh, get an idea right. of just how amazing some of these uh, athletes are that are over 50 and just doing yes. incredible things. Incredible. So just a, f- <laughs> a few episodes there. You can find, of course, those as well as all of our episodes right on our website. And that is seniorgames.net. And today's guest is Ryan Solberg from the Dixie Regional Livewell Center. He is a graduate of BYU-Idaho with a bachelor's degree in exercise physiology. He's an exercise physiologist and a certified fall-proof instructor. He currently specializes in working with midlife and older adults in maintaining optimal fitness, wellness, balance, and mobility skills. Ryan has trained competitive cyclists. He's trained Olympic weightlifters, Navy SEALs, Army Special Forces candidates, and of course, Huntsman World Senior Games athletes as well. (laughs) Ryan is also something of a regular on the show, so welcome back, Ryan. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, we're we're glad to have you back and uh, looking forward to chatting with you again. Uh, like I say, like I say, you 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 bring great information, and you've got this wealth of experience in the exercise physiology area. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a couple of maybe misconceptions about fitness, uh, what they look like, and and maybe benchmarks that we should be looking at instead of some of these things that that we we might think are just enough. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is this magic number of walking three miles a day. 
a lot of times we, uh, we people think that you know I, I walk three miles a day. My legs must be pretty strong, right? What what can we learn about that? Is is that true? First of all, and if it's not, what should we be looking at? It's when not we're looking true. At is he going to say it's not true? <laughs> mm, I'm, I might be the bearer of bad news. Oh today. no! I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and this is something that I see almost every time I do an assessment here at the Livewell Center. Um, we're mainly assessing you know, individuals over the age of 50. Sure. And I hear this all the time. It's, you know, I, I, Oh, I, you know, I go out and I walk three miles a day. So I've got strong legs. I just want to work on my upper body. And <laughs> it turns out that when we actually assess their lower body strength, uh, we, we find out that that's not necessarily the case. So there's a big difference and I have to explain this to everybody, there's a huge difference between strength in the lower body and muscular endurance in in the lower body. That's a good distinction. That's probably Mm. worth making. Yeah. So I I would say, and and once again, statistics are usually made up, but I'm making this up on the spot. (laughs) Probably probably, uh, 90% of the people that I do an assessment on fall in the below average range for lower body strength. Really? Gosh. And it, it doesn't matter if they're out there golfing, playing pickleball, walking three, four or five miles a day, their leg strength is actually not so hot. And it's just, I think, I think there's the misconception or the false idea that I'm using my legs, therefore they're strong, but how are you using them? is the distinction that they have to make. You know, they're not out there. They're not doing sit-to-stands or squats or lunges or anything like that. It's a very different movement pattern. And so, uh, yeah. So are you saying squats? I have to do squats? Oh. (laughs) Absolutely. It's it's probably (laughs) worth just noting here that everything that you've said isn't, it's not bad for no. you to be out walking or golfing or no. playing pickleball. No. I mean, those are activities that have benefits. Certainly, you know, um, it, it's just that if you, if you think that you're creating strength in your legs, uh, you're, you're, it sounds like you're probably wrong and there are some Correct. other things that you ought to take a look at, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I definitely don't want anybody to get the idea that, that those are bad things. Right. You know, any, anytime you're up and around and you're moving, that's good. Two point. thumbs up. Yeah. I'm happy. Right. If you're not sitting in a chair, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but there <laughs> are, the here comes Here's the, the but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the but. Um, it, I mean, I'm just going to say if, if you want the most bang for your buck, you've got to do strength training and, and something that as I've been reviewing literature, that's actually kind of been a little bit surprising for me is that you can do strength training, meaning, you know, our squats and our lunges and, and things like that and get cardiovascular benefit from strength training. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever done a heavy set of squats or even just a lot of them in a row or, or even, you know, going up, going upstairs is kind of a lunging type motion, right? It's a big step. What happens to your heart rate? It goes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel right? It, right. Yeah. And so, you know, anytime I do a heavy set of three, four five reps with, you know, two, 300 pounds, my heart rate's super high. Yeah. Right. 
And so it's essentially the same thing as doing cardio intervals and it's, it's working on your mobility as well. Cause not a lot of people do those. Um, I mean, your heart doesn't know the difference if you're, if you're sprinting up a hill or if you're, you know, doing a deep, deep set of squats, all it knows is I'm being stimulated and I need to increase. I need to respond to, to that stimulus. Right. And so you know, from, from what the research is saying, you know, you can get cardiovascular benefit from strength training and unfortunately not vice versa. You can't get strength, a lot of strength benefit from cardiovascular. It doesn't work both ways. So if I'm going to do only one of the two things, I'm going to do some strength training. Get the most bang for your buck, which is the strength or, or resistance training, right? Right. So, so you do these assessments on, on individuals and uh, ultimately you're trying to create a, a scenario where they, they get the best out of their life and they're able to stay active. Why is leg strength so important? Like what, what's the big deal? If I can walk three miles, that's pretty good. Why do I need my legs to be strong? Yeah. And I mean, so this, this, I'm going to go back to way back when I, when I did my internship in, in college, um, I actually did my internship at a CrossFit gym and the owner opened and started the CrossFit gym for this reason. She was, she was a lot younger, but she had just done a marathon or I think it was a triathlon or something crazy, right? Long endurance, like multiple hours. And, and then she said she went to a rock climbing gym like the week later and she threw her leg up on one of the little fake rocks coming out of the wall and she didn't have the leg strength to, to lift her. Right. And she's like, wait a minute. What's I'm going fit. on I here? Did, I just did an Ironman. I'm fit, right? Yeah. But I can't lift myself up. And, you know, the same thing with these people that come in and can walk three, four, five miles, but yet I watch them try to get out of the chair and it's a struggle. So it's different. It's a different movement. And one of our yoga instructors here at the leg, or sorry, at the Livewell Center um, says your quads, so the muscles on the front of your thigh, are the muscles of independence, which means. If you have weak quads, you can't stand up. You can't go upstairs. You can't, you know, there's a lot of things that you can't do. And so I'm going back to what Lil said earlier. Do I have to do squats? <laughs> and I usually just respond and say, well, do you want to have to have help to get out of a chair or get off the toilet or get off the floor? Yeah. Well, if let the me just say, yes, then, then yes. When I do squats, all of those things are much harder. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Once you're sore for a yes. few days yes. uh, Does that ever go away? The yes. soreness, right? With with consistency. Oh. So if you do squats more than like once every couple months, then absolutely. Oh, it's going it. to be better for you. <laughs> yeah. No, so I mean, clear. there's a point when you get sore and you actually get excited because you're like, well, I, I worked my legs hard enough. Oh, that I got sore. Yeah. That is until I go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a, a saying that I've seen probably on a gym wall or a t-shirt somewhere that says you can't spell legendary without leg day, right? <laughs> ah, I love it. Yeah, yeah that's there actually going to be my new motto. So I like that. There might be something to oh, that. I think so. Because like, let, let's be honest, like I think... Um, and, and again, I'm just going to make up my stats right now too, because you've uh, said that it's okay for me to do that. But I, like, I feel like most people, even people who do resistance training, 
are hesitant to work their legs. I know I feel that way. Like I, I'll get to the end of the week and it's Friday and I could either, you know, do some legs or I could do my chest again. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes I choose chest, you know, <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll throw in some more bench, you know. So uh, it, 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 there is some resistance there to working your legs, but it sounds like Ryan, we, we need to get over that and we need right. to get those, those legs strength. I liked what you said where your quads are your independence right. muscles. And yes. you, know, you start talking about being independent, being able to get out and just live the life that you want to live. Uh, it sounds like we're gonna, we're gonna need to pay attention to our legs a little bit. <laughs> Every morning. <laughs> well, just, just think about, I mean, it just makes sense. Like if you're, if yeah. your lower body is stronger and you need to go up as flight of stairs, it's going to be easier. No problem, if right? if right. you need to carry something heavy, if you need to, you know, whatever it may be, get up off the floor. Like if, if your legs are stronger, life is easier. Right. And, and, and it's the same thing overall. I mean, carrying groceries, upper body, I, I'm not saying that's not important, but I totally get it. People, people skip leg day because it's not easy. Yeah. Right. They're, they're bigger muscle groups. It's more taxing. It, it does get your heart rate up. It get, it, it's just harder overall. But, uh, and I was the same way. But uh, I've kind of flipped now. I was going to say you graduated. I, you do flat legs yeah, yeah. and one day of upper body. So biking, does that help your quads? Tell me yes. <laughs> <laughs> Make those statistics up or something. Okay. So let's go back to oh. muscular endurance. It doesn't sound like it's an easy I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So it, it goes back to the argument of muscular endurance versus muscular strength. So. When we think of, when, when the general population thinks of cardio, right, you think of either swimming, biking, running, something that's kind of steady state where you're doing something for a long period of time, elevating your heart rate. Um, you're going to gain some strength anytime you're moving, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But it's not, the, it's not the same. I mean, once again, it's that, <laughs> it's that lower load over a long period of time versus the higher load that's kind of a little more acute um, that are going to have different benefits. Okay. And so that's going to be more of a, I mean, you've seen bikers quads, they're huge, right? You're going to get some strength. You're going to get, you know, some size out of it. Um, I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want huge quads. No, I just want them to be strong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then you know what you need to do. Right? <laughs> I know. Darn well, it. <laughs> well, before, before we jump totally over that, let's, let's dig into that just a little bit. You've alluded to a number of things, but, but what right. are some legitimate leg strength exercises that we ought to be aware of that are accessible to people um, at a gym or at home or whatever? You, you've mentioned several of them, but let's just list them out in, in a way that, that people could understand and make sense. Yeah. I mean, there's so many options. I, obviously I, I've said my favorite one a whole bunch of times, which is squats. Do the squats. Right. right. And you, um, you can do that with weight on, on, on your back uh, with a barbell or you could use um, dumbbells in your hands or you could just do air squats. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So many variations and, and, and you, you start where you can start, right. Everybody's different. And, and I'm a big fan of, you know, proper movement mechanics and, and using full range of motion if and when possible. Um, and maybe we can get into that a little bit later, but, uh, whenever you're doing movements, I think that in most cases 
you can find your sweet spot and be able to go through full ranges of motion and that'll, that'll help you in multiple other ways. Um, but yeah, squats, lunges, um, hip hinges or deadlifts are, are essential movements. So, so describe to, the hip hinge. Yeah, I was just going to say. I know what a deadlift is. Uh, same, same with the hip hinge. It's the same type of movement. I mean, think of cutting your or, or breaking your body into two halves, right at, right at the hip. Okay. Um, that would be a hip hinge movement where your upper body is basically folding toward the floor while your lower body is essentially staying stationary for your toes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Picking things up off the ground. I mean, (laughs) those are, those are important movements though. I I cannot reach my toes unless my knees are deeply bent. (laughs) I'm not flexible. That's what we're saying. I am with you actually on the the hamstring flexibility. Yeah. I work on it, but, uh, but yeah, it's, so squats, everybody's different, lunges, right? everybody's yeah, different. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So squats, lunges, uh, hip hinges, deadlifts. Um, yeah. I, I think I you mean, there's alluded to just, just practicing getting up and down out of a chair can be right. very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Just depending on where you're at. And, and obviously a lot of the lif- listeners are, are probably very athletic. Um, but just kind of working, working either weight into it or working, uh, the positioning, right? If you can, if you can only go halfway down without, you know, some serious pain, then there's gotta be, there's gotta be something wrong there. Right. And so if you can train proper movement patterns and work on your mobility, um, you know, I, I, I attribute a lot of my mobility in my hips to just using full range of motion when I'm doing these exercises. And, you know, when you have a load on your back and it's pressing you down into a, into a deep squat, then, you know, you're, you're essentially opening up your hips in that position. And that load is helping you push down into that a little bit further, but even your body weight can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the the list is really endless, but I would say those are, those are my essentials. Mm. And, and I I like what you said, where start where you start where you're at, you know, everybody's going to be at a different place, start where you're at. And if it's an air squat or if it's a standing up from a chair, then that's Mm -hmm. great. Start there. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned many of our, our our listeners are athletic and, and probably involved in sports in different ways. And so maybe standing up out of a chair isn't a worry that they have, but we can all benefit from having a stronger lower body um, and, and resistance training on on our legs. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, a, a lot of uh, a lot of the athletes are training in in a short a short section or a short segment of their range of motion. Think about a runner. You know, their hip their hip isn't really moving past a certain degrees of of freedom, right? Uh, at, at their hip, their knee is only bending so much. Their ankles are only bending so much. And so, training, you know going back to squats again, training a deep squat is going to force them beyond that range of motion. So they may be really a well-oiled machine within their range of motion, but anytime anything forces them outside of that, they're completely lost. Mm. And so training a little bit outside of your comfort zone, training a little bit outside of your normal sport um, is going to increase that mobility, which is going to make you a better athlete overall. Awesome. I love it. Ryan, uh, that's unfortunately all the time that we have, but if there's anything that I have learned from you today, it's don't skip 
leg day. <laughs> that's true. Right? <laughs> well, then, you know what? I have, I have succeeded if that's what you learned. <laughs> Success. <laughs> Next time I see you in the gym, I better see you doing squats. Uh, if, if I see you in the gym, yeah, I'll do squats. I'll make sure I throw a squat in there. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll, I'll just make sure you don't your curls. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you. Bringing your expertise, and and we'll have you back sometime to keep expounding on this this concept and idea of physiology. All right. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. So, Lil. Yes. Wasn't that good? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I can see how much you love that. (laughs) Just to be fair, you'll need to book like a a yoga a yogi stuff. I'm going to have. I know. Hey, just, just to wrap us up here, I want to highlight our initiative, the 50 over 50. We talked mm-hmm. about a few of our people on the on the fittest list. Uh, and I want to encourage our listeners to head on over to the50over50.com where they have access to vote for their favorite musical artist yes, in the sir. Rockingest 50 over 50. They can find inspiration in the fittest and the chance to nominate change makers in mm-hmm. their world. Uh, all at the50over50.com. So check that out. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.5. for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere the podcasts are found. If you happen to be listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating, write a quick review. It really helps us spread the word. And one of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash the active life. Of course, you can find this and previous shows right on our website. That is seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought, Lil, it comes from human rights activist Ruby Bridges. And she says, when you start on a new trail equipped with courage, strength, and conviction, the only thing that can stop you is you. Hmm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.